0: Welcome to Bruce Styles for Tuesday, August 11th, 2015, brought to you from Arlington, Texas. I'm Chris. I'm Sawyer. And I'm Travis. This week, we will be talking about Style 1C, the Cream Ale. Check out our website, BrewStyles.com, where you can leave us feedback and requests for us to discuss your favorite beer style. Send us an email to ask us some questions, and we will get them answered on the air. While on our site, you can also find a link to the BJCP website. There you can download your own copy of the BJCP Style Guidelines and get more information about how to become an official BJCP certified beer judge. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com brewstyles and follow us on Twitter at brew underscore styles. Find our Google number on our website and give us a call. We'd love to hear your voice. Send us your questions and comments to help us bring you the information you need. all right well welcome back everybody
1: it's good to be back thank
0: you how's it going yeah it's it's going doing all right awesome good. glad to be here anything mm-hmm. interesting happened this week
2: actually yes um chris and i we did something kind of unique this week we were able to um we might have mentioned in the past that we were a part of a a homebrew club in fort worth the cap and hair homebrew club and we have a a small little competition once a month that members can submit a beer of their choosing. And we, we call it a master brewer competition. And then it's, it's, you know, there's not really many guidelines. You can submit any style you want. And then it's kind of a best of show competition. And then they judge them all together. And then whichever one is the best for that, uh, for that month gets the, the ribbon, the blue ribbon. And four points towards the year event. Yes, it is a cumulative event. And so they'll, uh, they'll keep track of the points, and then at the end of the year, at the Christmas party, they release the the grand total of the um, of the full year. And uh, it's kind of a big to do, but uh, neither Chris nor I submitted a beer for this month. We've we've submitted a few uh, this year, but since neither of us submitted something, we volunteered to help judge, and uh, we were, we were able to. It was really neat. It was a great experience. Uh, both Chris and I were, were teamed up with an experienced, a, uh, a ranked BJCP judge, and so he was able to kind of walk us through the process, and uh, it was great to have some hands-on experience with, uh, with what we've been talking about and actually get to, uh, get to see what it's
0: like um, basically out in the field. Yeah, we got to learn a lot about the process and, um, you know, how the experienced guys do it. You know, we come on here and we just talk about, you know, the, the major points, what it looks like what it smells like, what it tastes like, all that kind of stuff. But when you're judging and you have to fill out those sheets, which I'm pretty sure you can check out one of the judging sheets on the BJCP website to Mm -hmm. kind of see the format that you have to go through. But um, it's a lot more involved, and you have to be very critical. And, you know, obviously you have to assign a numeric value to each one of the subcategories. And then there's a total at the end. So, it's like I said, it's a lot more involved, and um, it was a really good experience. So, looking forward to doing that, doing that again. That's really cool, y'all. <coughs> yeah. Anyway, we have a guest today. Yes, we do. This is a good friend Actually. of mine. Why don't you introduce yourself?
3: Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Sir Car.
0: The sultry voice of Sir Carr.
3: I've been maybe mixed with Barry White a little bit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's funny. <coughs> Well, anyway, Sarkar and I have been friends for a long time, and uh, he's been listening to our podcast, and um decided to invite him on Happy to be our first guest, so this is exciting.
3: It's a milestone for us. It is. It's actually an honor.
0: So I'm glad you're here to uh, take part in that with us. Yes, welcome.
2: Yeah, he recently joined us for a brew day also, so there's yep. a... Hopefully, there is a a little spark of interest in the homebrewing mm-hmm. that... Um, Maybe we can we can uh, fan the flames. Maybe.
0: I know he likes drinking beer.
3: <coughs> I do enjoy drinking beer.
0: <laughs> That's where it starts. That's the important part right there. That's
3: where all the good ideas happen, too. Mm-hmm. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. true.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Late night conversations after having a few. <laughs> Actually, I'm pretty sure how this started. <laughs> e- yes. Yeah? <laughs> That's exactly how this started. I can confirm that. After a cap and hair meeting, Yep, And after going to TNP. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, thanks for joining us. Yeah. Yeah. Looking forward we'll to it. We'll see you next week on another episode. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <clears throat> All right. So anyway, like uh, we said before, we're talking about the mail today. So Yep.
1: Style 1C. There you go. Tell us a little bit about So Sawyer. we'll just jump into the guidelines real quick. Guidelines. Guidelines, yes. So the Aroma... Medium low to low malt notes with a sweet corn like aroma. Corn. Corn. Maize? Yes. Yes. I'm amazed. No. No.
0: Yeah. About that.
1: Yes. Yes. All righty. Hop aroma medium low to none and can be of any variety, although floral, spicy, or herbal notes are most common. Hmm. So there's your aroma. The appearance is pale straw to moderate gold color, although usually on the pale side. Low to medium head with medium to high carbonation. Effervescent. Bubbly. And then, flavor. Low to medium low hop bitterness. Low to moderate maltiness and sweetness. Varying with gravity and attenuation. Neither malt nor hops dominate the palate. A low to moderate corny flavor is commonly found, as is light DMS, which is optional. Hmm, okay. Generally light and crisp, although body can reach medium. Smooth mouthfeel with medium to high attenuation. Higher attenuation levels can lend a thirst-quenching quality. They also say that this is a great lawn-mowing beer.
2: Interesting.
0: Something else that's mentioned in the guidelines is it's very similar to the american light lager but with a little bit more to it so hmm. it's going to be you know like you said refreshing light crisp uh usually pretty well attenuated so
2: yep there are a few things in there that we haven't really seen before um the, the corn notes dms and dms mm-hmm. that's yeah. right that those two are acceptable which, in other styles, those are often seen as a flaw, yeah, but in this style it's allowable
0: so travis, why don't you tell us a little bit about d m s well
2: d m s stands for dimethyl sulphide and it's a it's a natural byproduct and it's uh it's present on malt and um whenever you are in the boiling process, then the heat and the the boiling action will uh, naturally dissipate some of the d m s and so it it disappears. In, uh, in some strains of malt, it's more present, like Pilsner malt, and so they'll have to boil it for a longer period in order to get rid of it. Um, and you might, you might see these, uh, you might see DMS in, in some styles where it's allowable, and it, it comes off as kind of like a, a cooked corn, like a, a cream corn smell or vegetables, and uh, this is allowable in some styles. If, uh, if you have a, a weak boil, then you might get DMS. If you have a, a covered boil... Because when you bo- when you boil the beer, it's supposed to be uncovered so that all the DMS can disappear in the atmosphere. Uh, if you cover it, you might get some. And if you have a uh, if you have a longer chilling period after the boil has completed, then some of the DMS might fall back into the beer. So uh, that is is some of the reasons why you might see it in some beers. It's uh, it's only allowable in just a, a handful
0: of styles, and the uh, cream ale is one of them. I think it's interesting. You know, you talked about a, a cooked corn flavor mm-hmm. with the DMS, and then they also said that corn is allowable. So I, I think maybe those two things kind of go hand in hand, especially mm-hmm. since, you know, corn is an ingredient of a cream meal. Mm-hmm. So. Right. However, DMS is optional, it's not required. Right. It's just like, you know, if there's a hint of DMS, not going to hurt anything. No big deal. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. Well, thank you for that, Sawyer and Travis. You're welcome. Now, let's talk about a little bit where the cream ale came from.
2: Oh, that means it's time for another round of everyone's favorite game, History in a Hat. Did you
0: you bring a clean hat this time?
2: Yes, I brought a different hat because you, Yahoo's, kept talking about my hat last time. (laughs) Well, I didn't want to, you know, catch something. So So I brought a different hat. It's a a swanky hat, actually. So you can
0: still catch something. All right, so I've got to
1: reach towards the hat, right? The, the center. Yes.
0: Yeah, so if you're
2: not familiar with history in the hat, I've got a few tips and tidbits in the hat, and uh, we're gonna reach in, we're gonna pull actually, one out.
0: Actually, are there any tips about. in there?
2: There are. Um, I think they're all tidbits. No, they're all. Only, there are no tips in the hat. There are only tidbits.
3: <laughs> what flavor tidbits? Cream ish ale ale. You know, Fun paper. fact is, in Canada, Titbit is actually a donut hole.
0: Interesting. Wow. So now you, at at put, now you put holes in your hat? Ah.
3: <laughs> they sell them at Tim Hortons. Oh. Tim Hortons? Yeah, you're going to have to edit that out. Why? Because it's a promo.
0: I don't care. We talk about stuff all the time. Shockingly enough, we, Burger King owns Tim Hortons We have as well. Canadian listeners, right? I think one. one. I think we have one subscriber in Canada. All so, right. So to you up there. Thanks, eh? Yeah. Shout out to, <laughs> to our Canada listener. I'm actually going to talk
2: about that in history. I think it's one Ooh. of one of our, our donut holes. I mean, tidbits. All right. We haven't been sued yet, no, so. No.
0: <laughs> Let's reach towards the hat. Okay. Oh, Careful. Okay. Careful. Oh, that scared me. Okay. <clears throat> Cream males traditionally used a process called krausening in order to carbonate their beer. mm. Yeah, this was something that
2: I wasn't too familiar with, so I had to do some research on it. But uh, basically what krausening is, it was a German method that they pioneered, and it's priming the beer with actively fermenting beer. So what they'll do is they brew one batch, and then they ferment it, and then once it's, it's uh, starting, to, starting to wind down, uh, they will kind of take a little cup and then scoop off some of the active, actively fermenting yeast and the beer and then put it in a different batch, so that that kind of carbonates it because it's going to continue to ferment and create carbon dioxide. And um, this was something that, that uh, is, was traditional for the style, and when they krausen the cremails, it would occur either during the secondary phase, so after the fermentation was complete, or at the end of primary fermentation. And it, uh, it often produced a lively carbonated product with residual sweetness and mouthfeel imparted by unfermentables. And that was kind of a hallmark of the style. It's interesting. Interesting.
3: So then a question would be, um, the cream ale itself, what style is that inspired by? Because you said that they used active, or they would brew a style first. Yes. You know, so the very first cream ale was inspired by something else. So. Well, I
0: mean, did they use cream ale to crouse other cream ales, or? Yeah. yeah. Well, you're just going to have to reach in the hat and find <laughs> out. <laughs> All right, so the
2: car's up next. Reach towards the hat. Let's see if he gets the answer to his question. That'd be funny. He might not, and it'd be
3: awkward. it was once classified as a hybrid beer style as multiple fermenting and conditioning techniques were being used
0: okay ah so so we kind of talked about this before a little bit mm -hmm. like you know having an ale and lagering it or you know in a lager using an ale yeast or something like that is that the kind of hybrid that it's talking about
2: Yes. Traditionally, uh, they were fermented warm with top cropping yeast. And, uh, the reason why will be a different tidbit. So I'm not going to talk about that yet, <laughs> but, uh, you can also use lager strains as well, and you can mix and match with this style. Uh, there's not really a lot of historical proof, however, that any, uh, pre-prohibition breweries utilized this, but, uh, some people do today. You can also cold condition it, whether it's uh, warm fermented or lager fermented. And, uh, a lot of times, that's implemented in order to smooth out the flavors and kind of remove out any uh, ale-like esters to make it a smoother product.
0: Interesting. Mm-hmm. All right, I guess Sawyer's up.
1: Next. My turn. I won't touch the hat.
0: Careful, careful, careful. Oh, chicken. shaking.
1: <gasps> <gasps> that was that was close. <laughs> oh, upside down. <laughs> Cream ale is the American ale brewer's answer to the light lager. There we go. All right, so way back in the
2: day, whenever you know, Americans were uh, we're talking like the 1700s, they were just starting up the country, and they were making beer. The only kind of beer they could make was ales because they didn't have any, uh, any refrigeration techniques, and uh, honestly, they didn't really know about lagering yet. But then once the German immigrants started coming in the mid-1800s, they introduced the Americans to lagers. And, boy, that style caught on, and it flourished, especially in the areas that could make lagers, such as Canada. Hey, there's hey, another Canadian hey. reference. <laughs> uh, the Midwest and the Northeast, because they they had cooler temperatures, so they could make lagers. Well, the ale brewers that had already uh, been in, in existence, they uh, they had to catch up. So they created their own version of the light ale, which they used their top-fermenting yeast, and they had to use adjuncts to lighten the body and the color which they used what they had around them, which was maize or corn. Interesting.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Do we have another one? One more. Unamats. To
0: round out our history in a hat, or right. a swanky hat. <laughs> this is kind of leading to where I was about to talk about. It. I'm glad I didn't say anything. All right. Yay. Pre prohibition marked the height of the cream ale's popularity and has since all but died out. Hmm. How sad. (laughs) So I'm sure you're aware, but
2: prohibition in America was whenever they passed a law that said that all alcohol was illegal to produce or sell or transport. They didn't say it was illegal to drink, but anything creating it or selling it or making it, that was all illegal. So basically alcohol was illegal. And then, uh, before then, that's whenever all the American ale brewers, they started to create their cream ales and, and to fight the light loggers. But then once Prohibition happened, a lot of the breweries did not survive that. And so they started to close because they, I mean, that was what they did for a living. And there were a few of them that figured out, okay, well, we can switch to, to malting and we can make grains and sell it for bread, things like that. But uh, otherwise, a lot of those closed and they could not reopen after Prohibition. So... Uh, after after Prohibition, the ones that did survive were all the larger breweries, which most of them had lager capabilities at that time. So then they were merged in, and then the cream ale as a style really no longer served a purpose. And so those breweries ceased production of them. And only recently was it kind of rediscovered uh, through homebrewers, and they decided, well, you know, this is part of our history, so let's start making it and see what we think. And... Uh, that's basically where it, where it is now today. You might see some, but it's a it's not a very popular style.
0: Yeah, it was kind of hard for us to find uh, a few of these. Yeah, and some of them kind of surprised us, like oh, that's a cream ale, you know. Mm-hmm. So it'd be interesting to to you know drink through these and talk about them a little bit. Yep. Speaking of which, let's get to it. Indeed. Yes, sir. All right. Well, our first beer we're going to taste today is our classic example, which actually we ended up with two examples off the BJCP list because, like we said, it's kind of hard to find these. And um, so those are, that's what we ended up with.
3: Really quick, um, I was yeah. curious. Uh, in the Beer 101 episode, you all explained the different styles of glasses and stuff like that. Yes. Does the American Cream Ale have a special glass that accentuates the flavor or smells or anything like that or enhances the beer itself? Uh, Traditionally,
2: it's drank out of a paper sack. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Like bum beer. (laughs) Yeah.
2: No, this one, it's pretty straightforward. So you can drink it out of a a pint glass, a shaker.
0: It does not have its own unique style, unfortunately.
1: That's a good question, though. Yeah, good one. Mm -hmm.
0: This is a tall 16-ounce can so it would fit nicely in a paper sack. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> but anyway, all right, so we're going to get into this one. This is called Old Style. And it's actually not available here in the DFW area.
2: We had a friend that went up north recently and he brought it back. And then uh, he mentioned he was going to share it and we're like, "Oh, that's actually fits in with uh, our podcast, so
0: please bring it over." Yeah, so he he let us have one. I think he picked up a six-pack or something. So
2: Chang. <laughs> no, we're not drinking Chang. If we could do an episode on uh, on loggers from across the world, though. That'd be fun. Mm, yeah. Actually, we haven't done a logger episode yet. Maybe we should do that one next time. Well, we're doing a hybrid episode right now. So we're easing our way into the loggers, the land of loggers.
0: Oh. All right, so Ooh. does anybody have any information about this one?
1: Uh, it's not new. 4.72 ABB.
0: <clears throat> okay, so it's it says Chicago's beer. Chicago style is old style, whatever that means, um, since 1902. And it's brewed by, I actually had not heard of these people before, Heilman Brewing. Hmm. So they're German. I suppose so.
2: My kind of beer, Chicago and is... We've started. My kind of beer. <laughs> and it begins. All right, let's check it out. This is very clear. Yeah, very so, light. Uh, yeah. Light yellow. Not quite a straw, but it's... Uh, Pretty close. Very light.
0: Interesting aroma. Yeah, I mean, it's it smells... I get a little bit of corn, but it's not like in-your-face corn. Yeah. Yeah, grainy. Definitely lots yeah. of grains and bread. It smells very similar to an American light lager. <laughs> Not a lot of head. <laughs> yeah, surprisingly so. Yeah. Definitely um, some Pilsner going on there. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Pilsner malt, a little mm-hmm. bit bitter. Uh, malt bitterness versus uh, hop bitterness. Pretty f- crisp. Yeah. Refreshing. Yeah, definitely mm-hmm. easy drinking.
2: It's one yeah. you could crack open a 16 and, <clears throat> and spend a... Spend an afternoon with it.
0: This is definitely not as um, I don't want to say horrible, but it's not as horrible as I thought it would be. <laughs> <laughs>
2: he was he was so scared of this yes, episode. I was.
3: Uh-huh. I have not had a good experience with cream think <laughs> To the untrained palate, it tastes just like your regular American lager. Yeah, yeah. I don't think most people could tell the difference, at least from the old style. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. So, like I said, this is our, this is our you know classic example. It's on the BJCP list as. This is a Cremale. Mm-hmm. And when we talked earlier about the history, you know, we did say that it was kind of a cousin to the light lager. Yeah,
2: so,
1: it yeah makes sense this was,
2: that, this was uh, the ale brewer's response to the light lager, so yeah. they did everything they could to make it as similar as possible. And uh, if this is That's what a close, then yeah, yeah, I'd say that uh, mm-hmm.
0: they succeeded in that. Yeah, like Sikar said, I don't think you'd be able to tell the difference if they were.
3: I mean, honestly, I would probably choose this one over most— american lagers that i've had so Mm -hmm.
0: yeah it does have a little bit more a little more to it yeah a little little more character yeah pizzazz. it's not as bland and you know i'm pretty sure they use rice in the the american light lagers (laughs) (laughs) yeah just as a filler i guess
2: yep and this one is uh traditionally made with flaked corn or maize
0: yeah it's not bad you know um Let's go mow the lawn. It would <laughs> go for it. Yeah. My lawn to. needs to be mowed. Anyone got a beer hat? <laughs> I've got a hat. I wouldn't touch it though. No, I we saw that hat. That was his lawn mowing hat, I think. Oh gosh. <clears throat> oh yeah, the first one. The one that came pre sweated. Pre <laughs> sweated. <laughs> but anyway. No, this isn't ver- this isn't bad. It's um it's pretty refreshing. Definitely would not have an issue drinking one of these you know, after being outside for a while in the 100-degree heat.
1: I wouldn't mind brewing one of these with it being this hot outside. I actually did, and I brought an example tonight. So
0: so we'll get to taste that later. Yeah. Yeah. good.
2: And since uh, since this beer was in a can, then there's no chance of it being skunked. Right. This style, since it's very light, it can easily become skunked. Yep.
0: So, yeah. If you're going to pick up a cream ale, put it in. Make sure it's in a can.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think we have uh, we got a few other examples. One of them's in a can, and another one's in a bottle.
0: Brown bottle? Brown? Yes. <laughs> hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. So we'll get to see the differences. Yeah. Yeah, so
2: we definitely need to send a thank you to our friend Frato for providing this and picking it up up north and bringing it back and uh, graciously... Uh, helping
0: out our podcast. Yeah, Frad and his girlfriend Ashley, they made that trip up there together. I mm-hmm. think to see her family or something. She's from Chicago. Chicago. Yeah, so cheers to them. Yep. yep. This is Chicago's beer. Yep. Well let's check out something else. Yeah, so next we have well Travis, you brought this one, so why don't you?
2: Yeah, I've I've had this one before, it's been a while. But uh it's from a brewery called Six Point. And Six Point is not from Texas, let's see. It is, oh, it's actually Brooklyn, New York. Did you know that? I did. Oh, yeah, so it's uh, all the way from Brooklyn. It's in a can. It's called Sweet Action.
3: Did you check out that brewery when you were in New York?
0: I We didn't go to that one. The one that we went to was um, Heartland Brewing, which is a brew pub. This is uh, 5.2 ABV and 34 IBUs. Yep. And the color, I mean, it poured a lot darker than the old style did. <clears throat> yeah. A lot darker. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think it has, on the can, 13 SRM. Oh, dang. So It's a little bit darker, yeah. It's kind of a, a copper color. Yeah, it still
1: fits within the guidelines.
0: Ooh, the aroma is much, much different.
3: It's definitely a very strong aroma.
1: Yeah,
0: I'm getting quite a bit of hops out yeah, of this guy. It's, it's a lot of hops in here. Are you sure this is a cream ale? Because <laughs> wow. when we were talking about the guidelines, it said you know some hop aroma is okay, but this is this is a lot. Yeah, please keep refrigerated. This ale was dry hopped with fresh hops.
1: <coughs> oh, it
2: was dry yeah. hopped. I'm okay. pretty certain that they listed as a cream
1: ale, but it was a, a base style, and then they. It does say cream ale on Untapped. Oh, there you go. I thought that's what their website said, too. With over 43,000 ratings. Well. But part of this podcast is seeing
2: what, uh, we're you know, we take a base style, and then we, that's why we try one of the classic examples, and then we try other examples of it, because, you know, uh, not every beer fits in a nice little box.
1: Right. So this is variation one.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we're actually, uh, we're saving the other classic example from the Mm BJCP list that we have for the end to kind of, You know, bring us back and round it out a little bit. So, It's got some tiny, some leafy hops. Yeah, this is definitely a lot different. The hops aren't in your face in the taste as much as it was in the aroma. There's some kind of sweetness on the back end, too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's like some sweet action. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be here all day, folks. Yeah. Well, at least until we're done. Yep. Yep. I don't know. This... It's pretty well balanced. Mm-hmm. I, I might even consider this a pale ale, mm, even mm. with that much sweetness to
1: it. It's pretty balanced. Well, I mean, yeah, it's balanced, but I mean, I don't sweet remember.
2: hops. It does have a, a bit
1: of a bitterness to
2: it on yeah. the uh, on the aftertaste. I
0: don't know. Hmm. I would That's not funny. peg this as a cream ale, though.
2: No, at and, all. And if this was submitted yeah. in a BGACP competition. As Wouldn't, a cream ale, no. do well. No, no, because it doesn't fit within the guidelines. That being said, the guidelines, yep. the guidelines. That being said, this is still a. It's a good beer. It's fantastic. Yeah. I like it a lot, but yeah. I, you know,
0: I would not peg it as a cream ale. This is another one that I could drink all day. <laughs> there you go, Sir Car. He said it. <clears throat> You're welcome. Hmm, I like this.
2: <laughs> there will be an episode eventually where Sawyer finds a beer that he doesn't like. This is true. I don't think he can actually say those words, though. I mean, he'll he'll start off and say, "I," d- d-
1: uh, no, I, I like this. I like this. I, I can't. I can't not like it. If you hear me stutter my answer, then you know yeah. that I don't like
0: it.
1: <laughs> anyway,
0: I I tend to like the hoppier stuff. You know, we talked about that last week with our IPA episode, right? And um, <clears throat> this one... Oh, that was a good episode. Yeah, it, it really was. was. It, was it was a lot of fun. You mm-hmm. like But, um, you know, like I said, I was kind of hesitant about the whole cream ale thing because yeah. I had a really bad experience with one um, that we tried to actually... Actually, we tried to find it for this episode. It's called Little Kings. And I don't know if the one that we had was old or bad or if it's supposed to taste like that, but it was awful. I, I could barely finished the entire beer uh-huh. i mean it was corn butter it, ugh, ugh, it was bad so i i, I would, that being my baseline i was not really excited about this episode but i was pleasantly surprised with the old style and this one is fantastic
1: hmm. agreed
2: yeah i'm sure that everyone has their own uh, their own personal example of just a beer that they picked up and it was there's was either something wrong with the bottle or it just wasn't suited their taste and and uh <clears throat> i think a lot of a lot of unfortunate incidents happen where that's the first beer that someone tries and then they just get turned off to beer altogether because of that one experience yeah i'll just go back to my bud light
3: <laughs> <laughs> natty like <light>, warm <laughs> <laughs>
0: actually, Shikar, your favorite beer for the longest time was uh butt ice, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah,
3: a good one. I'd definitely Ooh. enjoy me some butt ice, actually.
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll have to invite you back for
2: a malt liquor episode. <laughs> yeah, I'll probably enjoy that one. That'd be funny. You can do all the segments and
0: Bud Ice. Back. Old English. Mickey's. Oh my gosh. Cult forty
1: five. And then a round of Edward Forty Hands. Yeah, we'll have a table full of Forties, and
0: we're not leaving until all of these are killed.
1: It'll be, it'll be like a
0: three-hour episode, a marathon episode. Oh my god!
1: Towards so the
3: end. Sawyer will make oh. it what five ounces into a blood ice? And <laughs> oh god!
0: Hey guys, I'm drunk. Man, my tolerance has gotten better. Well, you had two Coors Lights that night.
1: Look, okay, two. <laughs> two. <sighs> Welcome hey to another episode of Bruce Styles. I'm. S-
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's gotten better since then. So Chris, um I noticed as you were pouring, as you poured into all the glasses, uh the cup that I have retained a lot more head than the other three cups that are on the table. Could you explain why that is?
0: Uh yeah, you're you're drinking out of a chang glass
3: which <laughs> so because it's Chinese.
0: <laughs> Maybe. No. Um actually that's a Thailand brewery. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. okay uh well we're we're drinking out of snifters or you know tulips that that bold shaped glass and yours is uh tall and cylindrical so that might have had something to do with it uh the the top of it has a small opening too and so trying to get a good pour down the middle is uh a little more I guess it agitates the beer a little bit more than than pouring down a, a smooth rimmed bowl mm-hmm. type glass. So that that probably had a little bit to do with it too.
3: So then, kind of going along those question uh, line of questioning as well, uh, I noticed that uh, these beers that we've been trying today um, do not tend to have much yeast. It looks like.
0: Yeah, yeah, they're all they're all pretty clear. Uh, we haven't had anything that's been can conditioned or, you know, the the six point was dry hopped, but I didn't. See any hot particles or, or anything in there. So I wonder if they did some kind of cold conditioning to settle of that all out, or um, I don't know, they may have even filtered it. In microns. Yes, down to microns. Yeah.
2: In the guidelines, it calls for a brilliant sparkling clarity. Yeah. So there should not be any haze at all for this. Yeah. So my homebrew example might not be. Elegant. <laughs> yeah.
0: It won't be in the guidelines. Mm-hmm.
2: Yep. But there, there's not really a, a, a specific. Glassware style that you drink cream ales out of, so uh, we just have some different different shapes that we are enjoying the six point sweet action and um, it's good beer. So yeah, we uh, let's move on. Thanks, guys. Yeah.
1: So next, we've got the <laughs> Lawn Ranger Cream Ale from Cedar Creek.
2: Ah, a local. Yeah, yeah, we got another local. Yep. One.
0: Cedar Creek is in. Somewhere in East Texas. Seven points, Texas, actually. So we went from six point to, to seven, seven points. Point. Whoa! <laughs> what a <laughs> segue. So anyway, Lawn Ranger. Yeah, not loan, but lawn. Lawn Ranger. Like lawn mail. See this, okay, so this one actually says cream ale on the can. It does. Which is the first time that we've run into this <clears throat> right. so far. Right. And they've so all they been cans, that's cool. advertise it as a cream ale. Yep. It's so a canning revolution. Um, this one we're, we're headed back to the clear, Ooh. you know, light. This one's actually not as light as the others, but not nearly as dark as, as the sweet action. So, and it's not as clear either. It's not nearly mine's pretty as clear either. <laughs> clear. Mine's pretty clear. I got a haze and some sediment. Mine's I wouldn't say brilliantly clear, but I can still see through it.
1: Yeah. I don't have any sediment in mine. I think I got the bottom of the can. Yeah, you did. That's okay. Mm,
0: Can oh, condition. So going back to Sircar's question, maybe there is something to that. I don't know. So yeah, it's like a golden color. Maybe just settled out a little bit. You know.
2: Yeah, your your pores look very clear. Yeah,
0: compared to mine,
3: yours is a little cloudier. Yeah, the hop
0: actually okay, so.
3: isn't in your face in this one like no, it this. Was.
0: Yeah, this one this one's got a lot more corn and it. it's more like the mm-hmm. old style. It's yeah. actually, yes. It actually smells a little sweet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does, It's a little sweet.
2: I this is actually the first one that I can definitively say I I get corn yes. in the aroma. Yeah, cream
0: ale. <clears throat> it's definitely different. Which means <laughs> oh, if the corn comes out a whole lot in the flavor, then
3: yeah, you yeah, can taste it, it.
0: It's definitely
2: there. It, uh, But it comes across as a very smooth flavor. Yeah. There's a
0: very low bitterness to it. I get a little mm-hmm. bit of solventiness. Mm-hmm.
3: It's a weird aftertaste.
0: Yeah, it, I mean, <clears throat> it's not like alcohol heat type solvent, but it's, I don't know. There's something mm-hmm. chemical tasting in there to me. It's like right on the finish. The beginning of it's crisp and clean, but there's something in the aftertaste that's just kind of weird to me. Hmm. Does anybody else get that at all? Yeah. You get a little bit? A little. Not a whole lot for me. We we discovered last week that we needed to start looking at the dates on the cans that we pick up, so <laughs> it might be on the bottom. I think this one's a little more dry, too. Yeah. Yeah, it is a little more dry. Uh, I don't see a date on the can. You know, it I've had be. this before, and I don't I don't remember... It being this way, well, the sticker, the barcode sticker that Total Wine put on there says June twenty third. So if that's when they if that's when they put it on the shelf, then
1: it's got to be older than that, then.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. but I mean, it. I, I imagine that they mm-hmm. put it on the shelf pretty quickly after they got it, labeled t- it. Take a few know. more drinks. I don't. I don't think that the the weird flavor sticks around as much as you thought. Maybe it could have been. Mm-hmm. I didn't rinse, so it could have been mixing the Lawn Ranger and the oh, Sweet Action.
2: That's a n- noob mistake. I didn't. You didn't rinse. rinse. Yeah, none of us rinse. Don't tell me
0: a noob mistake. You didn't rinse either. I rinsed with my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> For wow. this style
3: brew, uh, about how long does it take? That depends
2: on how you want to how you want to treat it. If you treat it as a, a stock ale, warm ferment and then and then uh, warm condition, then it could be ready next week could be like a 10-day grained glass if you decide to do a lager strain and cold condition it then it's going to take months so the uh the ones that are smoother uh, definitely the old style that one was lagered i don't know what strain of yeast they use probably an ale or a, a lager strain
0: definitely cold conditioned <clears throat> aged a little bit you know uh, that really helps to to smooth out flavors definitely will uh, negate any harshness that you get um, but you know, Travis. I, mm. After tasting this one again, it it is smoother on the back end now. Mm-hmm. Maybe just took took a a couple of sips to clean my palate out. But yeah, um, the corn in this is definitely very present. Yes, yeah. So, mm. hmm,
2: what if I said there was no corn at all? Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> yeah, based on what's written on the can. All right, mm-hmm. okay. Lawn Ranger is a session ale mm-hmm. with a solid malt character from the American Turo with rye and flaked oats thrown in for good measure. Rye and oats are not typical ingredients for the cream ale, but we like the additional character and body they provide. So I think I just undermined our entire uh, rye. <clears throat>
0: Does anyone get rye in this? I don't get any rye. I don't either. That's interesting though. Maybe because we expected corn. Yeah. We all like oh corn, you know. You know what I mean? Like uh, that's we were thinking that before yeah. we even started mm-hmm. and so it may have If it's in your head and then yeah. if you think corn, okay, well yeah. That's why it, you know, it kind of takes me back to that uh that wheat beer that I brewed that tastes like bubblegum. Mhm. Rather than saying "Here, mm-hmm. taste this. Tell me if you taste bubble gum," because as soon as I say that word, you're going to be thinking bubblegum, gum. You're going, oh, oh yeah, it's definitely bubble gum. Yeah. But if I just said "Here, taste this," what do you taste? Mm-hmm. Then you're more likely to get an unbiased opinion of that right. than you know that subliminal message right right off the bat. So when we read these guidelines and it says corn this, corn that, low no low malt, low bitterness in the hops, you know all that kind of stuff. So we're thinking corn from the get-go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we taste this. We're like, oh, corn, definitely. That's corn. on it. But there's no corn. Yeah. yeah. The more I drink it, the more I don't get your, your solvent Uh Yeah, I either. I think that was just my palate wasn't.
3: Well, mm-hmm. no, because I got it too, and okay. I'm not getting it anymore. So it may just be one of those things where mm-hmm. your palate just gets attuned to it.
0: Hmm. Yeah, just like we were talking about this the other day. Um not on the air, but just conversation. Uh, there was a, a guy in our homebrew club that brought us a sour IPA.
2: Oh yeah, James. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. and he's like, "Here, taste this." And so we took a sip. we are like, "Oh, that's interesting." He's like, "Now take another one." Took a second tip, and it was second sip, and it was different. He's like, "Now, take a third sip," and it had completely changed from the beginning to the third sip. This was at Riverside, right? No, this is a homebrew club meeting. Oh. So he had brewed this sour IPA, and it was one of the weirdest experiences beer-wise. Because, I mean... It did change. Yeah. Your the perspective first, changed, too. The first sip was like IPA. Hmm. The second sip was kind of a funky IPA. And then the third sip was like straight-up sour. It was weird. That's cool, though. Yeah. Um. So it's something you don't really think about is... You take the first sip of your beer, your first impression is the first thing that you get, and it's just like, oh, I taste this, 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 and this. Mm -hmm. And then your mind's stuck on that. But if you try to remain open about it, you're like, okay, I'm going to try this again. What do I taste this time? What do I taste this time? You know, it changes a little bit over time. Right.
2: I think that's a good perspective to take into judging beers, too, is knowing that, you know, open it up, try it, write down your first thoughts. Wait a little bit,
0: try it again. Write down what you think then. Not only just, you know, taking sip after sip, but letting it warm up a little bit because yeah. you're going to get a lot of different things as it warms. I, I like this. So, I mean, folks out there, if you see the, the Lawn Ranger
2: Cedar Creek on on the shelves, don't hesitate to pick it up. It's it's good. It's worth a try.
0: Yeah. Definitely could be a Lawn Ranger
1: type mm-hmm. yep. beer. Yeah.
0: Lawn mower, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> any final thoughts on this one?
2: Actually,
0: you know, I just had a thought. Travis, you had the bottom of the can. Taste taste mine. See if it's any different. Let me taste yours. I
2: will try your no rinsed glass.
0: Yeah, actually that's a lot different. <coughs> Yeah? Yeah, that's a lot different. Your glass is quite different from mine. Do you do you get kind of what I was going for a little bit there now? Yeah. I don't know what... Hey, give me my glass back. I
2: don't know Mine's what... Better. <laughs> I don't know
0: what would have happened in the can to make it settle that much.
2: I don't because know, you, get, you yeah. get a
0: lot more like the malty sweetness, and, and mine is brilliantly clear, mm-hmm. and a little more... Bitter, I guess. I don't know, like like malt bitterness.
1: Maybe we should up into the next one.
2: This is the only one that I've seen that has not been well filtered.
0: But I say and that, it I was, mean, and it was after Sarkar asked the question, yeah, which was ironic. <laughs> <laughs> so he saw into the future.
2: That being said, I mean, how many breweries actually filter their beer? I mean, the big ones do. Budweiser has yeah. to because they have standards to meet their well and and it
0: helps the strict standards it helps the preservation stuff too once you get all that you know you're filtering out the yeast and any other sediment that you have in there it helps to preserve it longer so that's why when we opened up that six-year-old bud light it still tasted like a bud light yeah if you open up a six-year-old you know ipa yeah (laughs) syrup
2: heaven right there (laughs) because yeah the more i think about it all the breweries i've been to the tours and they don't they don't have like a giant no. filter. Oh, this is where we filter our beer. No, you, you do it through natural means and through yeah. conditioning, uh, Irish moss or whatever. They yeah, are. and
0: home brewers don't even filter. Okay. Nope. I mean, no. home winemakers filter. Right. I I have noticed that you go in the homebrew oh. store. There's a lot of wine filtering equipment sitting around, <laughs> and some people will use that to filter a beer, but more <laughs> um, they'll use the uh, the water purification thing as a Randall, which is what we saw at uh Blue Bonnet. Yep, yep. He had that full of you know the little canister thing that usually has the the filter in it mm-hmm. and it's got an in and an out on the top. Yep. Um you know those are water purification systems, but people will open those up, take out the filter and fill that with something and use it as a Randall. Oh that's cool. Yeah. It's a good yep, idea. Yep. Yeah. It's like a homemade Randall. Right. Right. Mm. Yeah. So um I've also seen people use that to filter their water before they brew, like they hook that up to their their hose or whatever outside, hmm. and and filter filter their water out. Interesting. Which we don't really have to mess with that around here because we have really good water. So yeah, but anyway, there's a little side note. Oh. Awesome.
2: Thanks Cedar Creek. Yep, <laughs> I liked your beer. I liked your beer also.
0: I liked your beer. <laughs> I like this beer. <laughs> it. I don't want to say I didn't like it. Because, obviously, my pour was different than yours. Yeah. But I think a happy medium between the two would have been perfect. So, yeah, maybe, you know, just if you have two of these cans, pop one open, drink some of it, see what you think. And the other one kind
3: of upend a little bit. Roll it around on the ground. Yeah.
0: And then be really careful when you open it. Yeah. I think, so just <laughs> but I think it
3: might change. Sawyer, just out of curiosity, what did you get? Because Chris <laughs> and I both got to that kind of chemical. Well, we had the first two pours and right, yeah, the last two. So yeah. Exactly. No, yeah,
1: so. I, I kind of got the same thing, but I, I, I really didn't catch it as much as Chris did, I don't think. The reason why I was asking is because Here, so we, we
3: literally it. saw the difference from the top of the can to the bottom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was curious.
0: But then Travis's was like super malty and sweet. Yeah. Which that's yeah kind of the now I I,
1: have. I kind of catch it now. Yeah. drinking mine, the yeah. top four, yeah, uh-huh. it's definitely different. It is because I probably had what the middle of the can. Yeah, yeah, the lower third. So yeah, definitely, or the because mine, middle mine, fourth. middle fourth. Mine was a little bit more sweet. <laughs> yeah, in Travis. General. I mean, Travis's was super sweet. Yeah, it that's was what malty
0: the aroma and, was. And, yeah, yeah. But then ours were light and clear. Y'all's were a little bit darker and and murkier. <clears throat> right. So that's interesting. I. I didn't expect that from a cream ale.
1: Hmm. Yeah.
0: You know, if you listen back to our uh, <sighs> Hefeweizen <of Icin> episode, <laughs> you know, we talked about clarity versus, you know, the, the top and the bottom and, and upending it, rolling around to get all that yeast uh, mixed in when you pour, because that's part of the style is you want that yeast. Yeah. Um, I don't know. This this one's different. I didn't expect that with a mm. cream ale. So
3: then could this be a product of using the rye? Because the other ones didn't have rye, correct? maybe i mean maybe it was the rye that settled
0: out yeah it was possible well folks at home you go
2: out and decide for yourself support cedar yeah. creek pick up a lawn ranger and decide for yourself yeah, yeah and
0: actually you know what this would be the first time that we've requested comments on the air yeah. i mean we're, we always welcome comments but i would be really interested to see what you get out of this one if you see it pick it up um you know give it a taste try the top or the bottom or mix it up and you know whatever see what you get and uh let us know because i i would be interested to see this is the first one that we've kind of been like oh this is strange mm-hmm. so yeah let us know what you think well i would like
2: to see about our next example see genesee C C. oh look and our next beer is actually genesee cream ale <laughs> Any,
0: anyone? anyone? <laughs> no,
2: <sighs> no. The best jokes are wasted on the wrong people. Yes,
0: or the worst jokes are wasted on the right people. <sighs> and it does say cream ale on the bottle. Yes. So, did we up in this one? <laughs> <laughs> Rolled
2: around a little bit. Well, this this one, one actually is pretty clear anyway. So yeah. it's from uh, the Genesee Brewing Company out of Rochester, New York. So and it is on the bjcp
0: guidelines as a classic style all right so we've got our second classic example here all right well here we go it's kind of funny three beers from the northeast and one from around here
2: great clarity definitely sparkling clear
1: kind of a light light golden color uh, the aroma really does remind me of old style
0: actually the aroma kind of is a little more towards the lawn ranger for me. Okay. A little more of the cream there. Or the corn, cream corn.
2: Yeah, a light
0: light aroma for sure. Yeah. It's pretty crisp. Finishes
1: clean. Does this one actually have corn in it? <laughs>
2: Man, I'm scared to say say anything now.
0: Because we're going to be wrong. We're like, oh, yeah, yeah, get the corn. Because I do get a little corn. Yeah. Welcome to Brew Styles. Well, we're not sure about anything anymore. (laughs) (laughs) More questions than answers. You said little corn. Is it like
2: the baby corn? Yes. You get in the salads and stuff? Yep, the small stuff.
0: (laughs) Yeah, there's not a whole lot going on in this one. It definitely fits within the guidelines. You know, moderate everything. The guidelines, yeah. With this style, there really doesn't need yeah. to have a lot going on. Yeah. It just needs to be, you know, <clears throat> clean, smooth, straight, forward. refreshing, yeah. crisp. You know, all that kind of stuff, and that's what you get out of this. So, yeah, that's
1: good. So, grab yourself a beer hat, fill good. it up with the straws, and start mowing that lawn. It's good, it's good, it's good. We will gena see
2: you next time. You're in style. <sighs> Oh wait, we're just not done. they <laughs> just keep coming. They're never gonna stop. <laughs> <laughs> or is it like French Genesee? Genesee, what? Oh. I, don't, I don't
3: Genesee? It's from New York. Maybe it's actually Genesee. Genesee, or is like
2: a a Guinness? Guinness, like a Guinness, or like Hennessy? Oh wait, oh, that's an H. Yeah, yeah. You're trying to Hennessy? <laughs>
0: Gosh. All right. Well, there's the cream ale. It's kind of what we expected out of this episode, yeah. actually. Okay. It's it's there.
1: It's Yeah, it's beer.
0: You know, it, we talked about how this is a cousin to the American Light Lager, and um, that episode's coming up pretty soon. Mm-hmm. And um, that one might be a little bit different. I think we're going to try and do like a blind tasting and see if we can figure out which is which. Yep. we have Bud Light, Miller Light, Coors Light. Oh, of course. Maybe like a PBR or something and just kind of see if we can guess. Which is which? That'd be
2: cool. Yeah, like get get uh, get your wife to well, or get somebody. I don't want to. I don't want to say get your wife in the kitchen, but let's get a hey volunteer. Now. Yes. To go pour uh, yeah. for us and yeah. then bring out the
0: samples, and then the what? <laughs> and see if we can discern which is which.
2: Yeah, that'd be fun.
0: It's only gonna take two. Apparently. Take over oh, you to get drunk? Yeah, mm-hmm. probably
2: so. Yeah. I bet I'll win. I'll, I'll say this one is most decidedly example A. <laughs> this one, without a doubt, example B.
0: You're going to have to put names to those examples, though. But You can't tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> like, is this one
2: not example A? Yes, it is. Yes, but Thank what you. is
0: example A? Drop the mic. <laughs> Please don't. Okay. Drop the bass. <laughs> All right, so... And boom, goes
3: the dynamite.
1: There we go. <laughs> All
2: right. car <laughs> now has a permanent seat on her podcast. And boom, goes the dynamite. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All
0: right, so uh, Travis, you brought a homebrew example of this, correct? Yes, I did. Do you want to talk us through a little bit about that before we bust it open? Tell us a, bit, a little bit about your uh, process and ingredients and stuff. This was another one of your... Uh, BCS series wasn't it? Correct. Okay. Uh, so just to just so to more refresh. props to Jameel. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I recently purchased a book called Brewing Classic Styles, and in the book, uh, the the author Jameel, he lists one award winning recipe for every style of beer, and he also gives uh, descriptions on what the style should be, and then some of his tips that uh, that he's worked through as far as uh, like fermentation temperatures or or length, or length of boil, things like that, uh, mash temperatures, in order to get uh, achieve what the style should be. And so I, I picked up the book, and I decided, you know what, I'm just going to brew my way through it. Yeah. And I'm it's up to i I'm up to six. Well, I've I've brewed five of his recipes so far. I have a, a sixth one that I'm uh, waiting in the wings to do as soon as the keg blows.
0: And they've all turned out pretty good. <laughs> you know, yeah,
2: I it's I have had no complaints yeah. at all. Yeah. I followed his recipes exactly. To the letter. And, um, which is kind of strange for me. Normally I'll, I'll find a recipe and then I'll tweak it. I'll play yeah. around with it. Yeah. Make it stupid. And then sometimes
0: my beard turns out that way.
2: But for <laughs> this, for this project, I decided to follow the letter of the law. Yeah. So his, uh, his cream ale recipe. Well, we, you know,
0: we don't want to give too much of his recipes and, uh, instructions away because we want people to go out and buy his book. Yeah. Go buy the book. Yeah. It's it's a fantastic resource, so okay, you know, just give us a little synopsis and I can tell you what's in it. I won't give you the the amount. There you go. That'll that. work. All right. So it's
2: a uh, it's equal parts of Pilsner malt and Turo. Okay, so that's that's the base, and because of that, I had to do a ninety minute boil, just right. to uh, you know, just to get all the DMS, yeah, the, we about the that. dimethyl sulfide, sulfide, out of the beer. <laughs> and it also had some flake corn, so I did use flake maize in this. And then also uh, rice holes to help uh, thicken the mash. Uh, anytime you use any flaked ingredients, you definitely want to use rice holes to uh, prevent
0: yeah, prevent sticking. Stuck mash, stuck sparge. Yeah, it's, that's uh, a awfulness. horrible thing to yeah, have to deal with during the brew day.
2: not fun at all. <laughs> and I uh, used Liberty Hops. So, you know, it's not over the top. It's kind of a, a light. They're from the United States, but I think it's a... A more calm strand rather than like punchy citrus. A little more subdued. Mm-hmm. And then a uh, very clean fermenting yeast, uh, just the uh, Safe Ale dry yeast USO5. And uh, that was it. I opted not to cold condition this because I don't have the capability to. So this was just a, a straight ale, warm fermented in my bathtub.
0: Around 72 Fahrenheit? Actually
2: my, my bathroom's really cold. It's oh, really? sixty seven. Oh okay. Oh that's crazy. Yeah. Wow. So that is that is my fermentation chamber. Anytime I gotta go yeah. poo, I go to the fermentation chamber. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just don't get the poo in your beer. Yeah. yeah.
2: I feel like <laughs> <a> superhero.
0: <laughs> Super poo man. <laughs>
2: oh my um, gosh. Anyway. All right. Well, I'd like to try my home brew. <laughs> okay. Yes. I hope it lives up to the rest of these. Let's right, pour it. So
0: let's give it a pour.
2: All right, so I brewed this, let's see, it was less than a month ago. It's been on tap, uh, what was it? No, I, I brewed it before I went on vacation, and then I tapped it as soon as I got back. So it's been maybe two weeks in the keg?
0: Okay. It's not It's not super cloudy.
2: No. I mean, it's not you, clear, you're kind but...
0: Of, yeah. Maybe a, a slight. You thought it was mainstream. gonna be super cloudy. I mean yeah. mine's mine's relatively clear. The color fits within the guidelines? Yeah. Unlike. <laughs> yeah. What so did you say? It was like point two point five SRM to what? To five. To five. So, okay. it, should so be it should be on pretty the pale light. Side. Yeah.
3: So why did y'all why did this pour not produce much head?
0: Um
2: well I bottled this from the keg. And I don't have good experience with rebottling something that I've kegged. Uh, Chris does; he figured out a way. But I was in a rush, so I just,
0: I just, you know, put so the it, bottle up and didn't foam up a lot when you were. Yeah, yeah.
2: So probably most of the carbonation was lost. Might have dissipated in, in my kitchen. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> you yeah, know, if you if you shake it around a little bit,
0: make it a little bit. Get a
2: little shimmy, shimmy,
0: shake it up. Yeah, <laughs> shake it up.
2: But yeah, anytime I pour it from the you know, pour glass in the K, It's, it's super foamy.
0: Huh? <laughs> Aroma, grainy, light, yeah. A little bit of corn. It's not. It's not overpowering. Mm-hmm. Um, no. it's
1: it's actually kind of nice.
0: The flavor is a little. I don't want to say tart, but there's there's a little something there. Mm-hmm. A little pucker. Yeah. Hmm. Like, my, my first thought was almost lemon, but not. It's, n- it's not like a, a super sour pucker like you would get from eating a lemon. But, I mean, there might be a hint of lemonness. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It goes away after a few
2: drinks, a few swallows. And they all drink again. Yes.
3: <laughs>
2: I tricked you into drinking my beer.
0: Fooled <laughs> 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 you. <laughs> oh, it's pretty good. This is yeah. very good. Um, you know, clean. <sighs> I'm cheersing
1: again.
2: We, <laughs> talked cheers we talked about this last week. Cheers, the mic. We talked about this last week. Now I lost
0: my train of thought. Thanks, Travis. Good. Drinking beer. <laughs> <laughs> <God>. <laughs> and Sawyer's giggling. So I'm not <laughs> drunk. I promise. I'm not
1: even buzzed. Yeah.
0: Well, these have all been pretty low alcohol, like around the five ish yep. range. So
1: right. Yeah.
0: And we split it four ways today instead of three. Yeah. So, so mm-hmm. yeah, a little bit less. We're all good. But um no, this is good. It's it's refreshing, it's you know, mm-hmm. crisp. It's what I wanted
2: it to be. Yeah. You just kind of come home from after day work and pop over the keg and yeah, knock back a knock back a couple and still still be able to cook dinner for the wife or you know, whatever you whatever you got going on.
0: Yeah. That's good. <laughs> Thanks for bringing it, sharing it with us.
1: Yes, thank you. Cool.
0: I have to come over and drink all of it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs>
0: it's going to have. You going to have any events before uh, school oh. starts back up again? Maybe. That gives me more more excuses
2: to brew more beer, which yeah. I like. I think I like brewing beer more than I like drinking beer, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, I think I'm kind of fun. The same. Sir Carr, you have a really puzzled look on your face. <laughs> what's 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 the deal?
3: As I'm drinking this one. Um, you're not going <coughs> to hurt my feelings if you say something. Comparing it to the like other solvent. examples that we've had, you know, so I would put kind of like the Old English, the Lawn Ranger. Um, you mean the Old Style? The Old Style, yeah. I'm sorry. The Old Style the Old English is a completely um, different. <laughs> all on like one particular tier. and right. And I would definitely put the um, the Six Point on a totally different tier because those were so different, right. I think. This one stands to be kind of like the happy medium between – the two different tiers so okay. I w- if we were putting them on tier one tier two tier three this one would definitely be a tier two because I kind of get a little more I don't me being a little more of a novice or a lot more of a novice you know um, I get a little more of the hop hop taste I guess okay would be a little more of a grassy taste mm-hmm. almost um, compared to the like lawn ranger for example but not as much as the six point. Yeah, and I don't know if it was maybe because the six point it had so much of a aroma to it, a overpowering aroma. Maybe it I had that pre uh, pre configured notion that it would be like that. Right? Yes, but with yeah. this one, I get less of that, and it's not overbearing at all. It's actually a really nice balance between the two. Yeah, um, but it is a more on the kind of hoppy or grassy side for my taste buds. Yeah, my and
0: untrained palate. You know, I think kind of going along with that a higher carbonation level would definitely change the mouthfeel and you know, the, the drinkability of it, not, not making it more or less drinkable, but just, you know, the, the way that you perceive that. Co- yeah. It is. Less yeah. Carbonated. Cause like he said, when he bottled it from the keg, it kind of foamed up and um, you know, mm-hmm. that's, that's kind of tricky <laughs> is keeping that CO2 in solution whenever you're going from keg to bottle. So mm-hmm. um, I, I definitely think that a higher carbonation level on this would, you know, help, Maybe dry it out a little bit, more ha- perceived to be a little bit drier, and um, the the refreshing part would be even more so.
2: Well, we can do a remote broadcast and take this over to my house, <laughs> drink it straight from the keg. Yeah. Uh, if I were to do this again, which I probably will, I, I like this. Uh, I would do the exact same thing, except I would cold condition it. And I don't have I don't have a freezer yet. I'm looking to get one because I think this beer. Absolutely would benefit from you know maybe a month, a month yeah. in a mm-hmm. in cold conditioning, because all of those the well all the ale characteristics are going to drop off, and it's right. going to be the same as the as the loggers, yeah. And maybe I can bump it up to a tier one.
0: You know, I think it would be an well, interesting. No, ex- I,
3: I honestly wouldn't. I'm not, I'm not. I get what you're saying though. Yeah, it, yeah, it
2: makes yeah. sense. It's
3: still really there's good, a difference. You know? yeah, yeah, it's just it's just, guess,
0: it's not as smooth as maybe the logger. lagering process i mean that's that's the whole point of lagering is
3: to smooth it out i would actually kind of disagree with that because i think drinkability wise it's just as good um i wouldn't really have many of the six points but i could drink this one a little bit more i probably couldn't drink it as much as the you know the uh probably the old old style style for real yeah Yeah, that was definitely i could drink that i could probably I could drink it all day. Uh. <laughs> to quote Sawyer over here. <laughs> but yeah, um, you know, drink I could this all day. <laughs> I could definitely drink this a lot more than I could the six point though. Nice.
0: You know, I going back to what you were saying about doing this again, I think it would be a really interesting experiment to do the exact same recipe, you know, just do the normal five and a half gallon batch or whatever and then split it. You know, put half in one carboy, half in another carboy, cold condition one and not the other to compare the two and see exactly, you know, how it changes it. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Do a little experiment there. Yeah. Get cause a, it, you get the exact, not
2: three gallon carboy.
0: Yeah. Not just, you know, the same, it, cause if you, the brewing process <laughs> itself is, you know, hard to be a hundred percent consistent and duplicate. So if you mm-hmm. do the same recipe, two different batches, there's still another variable there that you may not be able to control. But if you take the, the wort and split it, get the same yeast Hmm. one in each go ahead and ferment it and then you know let one sit at room temperature while the other one cold conditions and you know for a couple weeks and just see how that changes it i think that'd be a really interesting experiment especially with these hybrid styles you know of course if you don't if you try to do that with a lager you're going to end up with a whole bunch of diacetyl and it's going to be awful but Hmm. with these hybrid styles you know you can experiment like that and um and see exactly how it changes it
2: Cool. thanks for your, your thoughts, guys. I appreciate mm-hmm. it.
0: Yeah. Good beer. What's the other one that you have on tap right now? I'm just curious.
2: It's an American Amber. Also from Jamil Oh,
0: okay. Cool. How'd that one turn out? Pretty good. It's great. Awesome.
2: Yeah, I've been drinking on them all summer. Wake up early and then <laughs> fall asleep early. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I've been waking up early and going to work, so you know mm. I already started back up. But anyway. I've got a um, my half is still I need to I need to keg that one. I think it's ready. My IPA is still fermenting. Might be close to dry hopping that one. So, but anyway, yeah. don't don't forget. Yeah. Well, I think that just about wraps it up for us today. So I want to say thanks to Sir Car for joining us. Uh, oh, it's definitely valid your opinion, and you had some awesome things to say. Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah, it was a good. Good to have you on. I definitely have to bring you back again. For sure, I'd love to be here. Definitely for the uh, malt liquor episode. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that'll be fun. Well, thank you for joining us for our latest episode of Brewstyles, where our topic of discussion was the cream ale. Look for our next episode coming soon, where we explore the German pills, Category 5D. Join us next week for another episode of Brewstyles. (laughs) Brewstyles.